You're listening to a very moody sports show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Brought to you by Moody and Sons Electric. For any electrical needs, call Moody and Sons at 864-478-4328. That's 864-478-4328. Welcome into a very moody sports show. I'm Daniel Moody, and this is Zach Whittington. I'm feeling festive, Dan. So, Zach, I'm going to propose something. I know we have a tradition here. Obviously, we name episodes after famous athletes who wore that number. We talk about this all the time. I feel like people probably are a little annoyed. But Zach, one time we're going to have to not do that. Why? I think we name it. The Santa Claus episode because it's Christmas. Saint Nick. Saint Nick. No number, just Saint Nick. It's an episode number sixty-five. Jolly Saint old Nick. bastard. How many names for Santa Claus are there? I've already I mean, named two, the three of them. Well, I think we go Chris Kringle because, like, oh, if wow. he was a if he was an athlete and he wore a jersey, his last name would, would be Kringle on the back, which would Kringle. be dope. By the way, I'd buy a Kringle jersey. Kringle for Heisman. Kringle for Heisman. So you got Chris Kringle. You got Saint Nick. You got Santa Claus. The guy in the red hat? Is that a name? Is that an alias? An alias? I don't know, man. I mean, like, does that Santa count? Baby? Or is that still just Santa Claus? I think that's just Santa Claus. I think you literally get the Kris Kringle. You get uh, Saint Nick. Probably Santa Claus. You Santa Claus for sure. A jolly old Saint Nick. I like that one as well. But that's just, but that's just a variation of Saint, of Saint Nick. So, honestly, you're probably getting three, maybe four times. All right, well... Tweet at us at Moody Sports Page your names for Santa, whatever we're missing. I think we got it. Tim Allen? Can Tim we just Allen? call him Tim I think Allen? We call him Tim Allen. That's very acceptable. Scott Calvin? That's his name in the movie because in the I'm referring to the Santa Claus movie where Tim Allen turns into Santa Claus. His name's Scott Calvin because his pajamas in the scene where he starts growing the beard furiously and he keeps shaving. They say SC already, and then he gets fat, and his pajamas become Santa pajamas, and same initials. You know this movie, and if you don't, it means you're way too young, in all honesty, because, like, think about that, Zach. There's probably kids out there. We're, you, I'm 24. You turned 25 this past week. Yes, I am. A, or two. I was um, informed recently I'm not a winter baby. I'm technically a fall baby because winter precipice. starts on the 21st of December. So you're and a I'm precipice like, of the winter baby. <laughs> I am I am a fall baby. December 18th is fall to you? Get out of here. I was shivering outside. These type wintry. of technicalities are what's wrong with the world. I mean, I guess. But at the same time, it's just based on the when the season itself actually starts by date, not by the... Which it makes sense. But... I, um, I feel you. I feel you. But back to Tim Allen. Give me your best two Tim Allen movie slash roles. Oh, I mean, everybody loves Home Improvement. And then probably the second is Santa Claus. But like Home Improvement, all time classic show. I loved Home. Improvement. All right, so Home Improvement's definitely prime Tim Allen. Prime Tim Allen. Two for me. Jungle to Jungle. Oh, good movie. Anybody? Good anybody? Movie. Anybody? Mimi CQ, anybody ringing a bell? All right, that's enough Tim Allen. Moving All on. right, so guys, like we said, Christmas episode. We're here uh, giving you the little bit of Christmas 
cheer. Um, got the shopping done today, pretty yep. much. Got things wrapped in my house. Um, so, you know, got the holiday spirits. It's a little bit of a different holiday, but at the same time, still a good, happy time, I feel. I saw a funny tweet today. It was a meme that said, I don't see none of y'all saying 2021 is going to be my year. Y'all learned your lesson with 2020. <laughs> There's not as many optimistic people heading into next year. Then never know what the world's going to throw at us at this point. But, Zach, I think we do a quick episode. We obviously can talk sports. There's some Christmas NBA games happening. We got NBA back only about 72 days between the last game of the finals, game six, where the Lakers won their championship and the start of the NBA season. Um, There was also the college football championship games and the selection show for the playoffs, so we know who's in the playoff and who's not in the playoff. Um, And then in the NFL, uh, obviously, there were headlines, no fun conversations as far as uh, what Lamar did when he left the field this week to go into, but obviously there is... Super Bowl, uh, I, major games, uh, Super Bowl implications, playoff implications. We could discuss uh, old Juju. What Juju do? I didn't even oh, see anything we, um, about Juju. All right. So we'll start the show with NFL. Going NFL. Zach has intrigued me. Start the show with NFL. So Juju Smith-Schuster. That's pretty good for me. I have like speech problems. Smith-Schuster, that's like all of the problems I had right there. <laughs> so Juju Smith-Schuster has been dancing and TikToking on the logos at center field for all these teams they've been playing. The Steelers are big and bad, 11-0 and a few weeks ago. Juju is the man. He's the animated young guy who's all over social media. He plays video games, whatever. Whatever. Hasn't had a 100-yard game since whatever. Antonio Brown was there. But whatever. <laughs> Anyways, he's been dancing all over midfield, and people are starting to have a problem with it. Some opposing players have tweeted at him saying, just wait till I get a chance. And this last game, he had negative fantasy points, which was the playoff for a lot of people. Juju Smith-Schuster, he got fumbled the ball after getting walloped by an opposing player. Opposing coaches are saying, hit him, you know. So this is pretty, uh, pretty big deal, pretty cool. Smith Schuster has now said, I'm not going to dance anymore at midfield for the betterment of my team and myself. Whoa. Probably because you're playing like garbage. I was about and to say. you're being extra. Once you make it a point to dance in midfield every game, that's when it's not cool. You do it one time. Okay. You do it a couple times. If you unannounce it, but if it's become a thing, it's time to not do it anymore. Which he is now not doing. If- so, Dan, dancing at center field. Dirty, how do you feel? Hey, man, let him do it, but Juju, this is the same premise as when you're down two touchdowns with one minute to go and you make a tackle on defense and you're talking smack. I get what you're doing, but at the same time, you know what this game's resulting in. And Juju, you're dancing on logos. You know what y'all have put up the past three weeks. Big old L's, Ben Roethlisberger looking old, no running game. Defense is terrible. Get out of here, the old Bengals, man. man. The Bengals are awful. They even got their quarterback. Ryan Kelly. Ryan, what? 
Ryan Finley, Finley, man. Where did he play? He played North Carolina State. State. North he Carolina almost State. beat Clemson. Almost. But there's a big almost on the front of that beat it's Clemson It's a wide part. right field goal is what <laughs> Exactly. Happened. So, um, like, just, don't be impressed by these Pittsburgh Steelers. Team, be impressed by guys. And I talked about them last week with Paul. Zach talked about it not being real. He doesn't believe in them. The Buffalo Bills are the only team in the AFC that can compete with the the Chiefs for the for the AFC championship. Mm-hmm. The only team at this point. I don't see another team that has that ability. Yeah. And, I mean, there may be some surprises here and there. A lot of people are riding Oh, I just lost it. It was on the tip of my tongue. Everybody it's, it's everybody a lot of people riding the Dolphins and the Browns right now. The Browns have well, been yeah. looking good. The Dolphins obviously are surprised. People are feeling the Ravens. I had an NFC team on the tip of my tongue, but forgive me for that. Uh, but anyways, they are riding the Browns, saying the Browns are the threat to the Chiefs. And I'm like, two weeks ago, y'all had Baker Mayfield destined for the bench, you know? Well, and then like the the Dolphins, I mean, you really haven't seen anything out too. Like two is going to have to make bigger plays if he's in the playoffs. There's not he's not going to go out there and like get hidden by the team and they're going to win a game. That's not how it's going to work. Um, and then you look at like like I said, Pittsburgh sort of falling apart here at the end of the year. They have no answers. Um, and then you go and you look at a team like Tennessee or the Colts. They're probably not going to be able to do much um, as far as just offensively. They cannot sometimes are uh, inconsistent um, and so there's just and then people are talking about the Ravens the Ravens look like they're you know, a little bit back but at the same time it's all dependent on Lamar and Lamar's shown the past three two years playoffs is the difference and he does he struggles in the playoffs yeah and then there's also another storyline coming out of NFL the Jets win oh my gosh but do they lose ultimately uh, obviously, you know I'm a fan of uh, Dan Lebetard's show, which they'll be having their last show. God's huge Jets fan. He literally said, as a Jets fan, this is the worst loss of the of his Jets fandom career. Really, the worst loss, and it was a win. It was a win that is a loss. <sighs> How are you? Do not get to so. Any we of the were first talking about this the other night. Greg Williams gets fired after giving up a Hail Mary at the end of the game to the Raiders, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Jets almost won that week. So you say the Jets are trying to win actively. I do week. believe that. So everybody's talking, did they try to lose that game by putting out their no, uh, you know, man-on-man, full, full blitz, uh, and they gave up a game-winning score. People are like are trying to lose that game. I absolutely think they've been trying to win this whole season. This management group just put literally a team out there that could not win a game. By the way, that's a big embarrassment when you're losing to the Jets. You see, I disagree. I say Greg Williams got the notice from upstairs. It's like, we're tanking for Trevor. He's like, guys, I thought we had a plan here. It was lose the game. And then he loses them the game against the Raiders because he had to call that play for them to lose on the last second. And then he's like, heck yeah, keep my job. They fire him. And then the next week you win and you lose Trevor Lawrence. So Greg Williams is the real loser here because he was just doing his job as a defensive coordinator. He, he which did what he was told. Lose the game. He said, keep, do everything you can to help Adam Gase lose the game. And what did they do? They lost out on Trevor Lawrence. 
Justin Fields at the second pick. Are you kidding me? Jacksonville? Are you getting Trevor Lawrence to Jacksonville? You get Deshaun versus Trevor for the next 10 to 15 years in the AFC South? What? We're taking over. We're taking over. I do. I did. I think. I think Trevor's probably better off ending up with the Jags over the Jets. Both teams have draft pick capital potential to build around Trevor. And then with the Jags, you at least have somewhat of a culture of winning there. Trevor's going to have literally the all of the all the pressure of just making it a winning team if he goes to the Jets. Like they don't know what it is to win right now. Like they're terrible. The Jags, at least, you know, a couple years back in an AFC championship game, potential for a Super Bowl. So there's somewhat of a culture there. Tom Coughlin will be a good GM for Trevor, I think, and he'll he'll be able to help Trevor along as far as getting him pieces. So I think Trevor's better off with the Jags. But let's talk about what the Jets would get with the number two pick, and let's just sort of transition into the college football conversation because there was championship games. We finally get to see Ohio State play in the Big Ten Championship against Northwestern. And Zach, against another good defense, Justin Fields throws two interceptions. They only score 22 points. And Justin Fields has barely 100 yards, 331 yards from Trey Sermon, and that is how they won that game is running the ball. I think... Justin Fields has hurt his draft potential and just the my outlook on him as a quarterback in the NFL with this season. He struggled against Indiana three picks. He looked bad against that good defense. He's looked bad against the good defense against Northwestern. I think a healthy Clemson is going to give him fits. I don't think he's going to be ready for this game as much as people think he is. I'm on the fence a little bit because this game is huge for Justin Fields. Like, if you get embarrassed by Clemson, not only one of those effects is Clemson solidifies their case coming off a big Notre Dame win going into the championship, but if you look bad, Ohio State against Clemson, that's not good on your program, but if you throw a couple more picks and you don't look competent, when Clemson's secondary is really not that overwhelming, like, are the bo- stack in the box is what Clemson's pretty good at right now. We have bodies. Like, even if they're young and they're not stars yet, they're on their way on the defensive line and linebackers. And, I mean, they're all five-star guys. So, I mean, that helps. And But Justin Fields, if you go throw for 400 yards, four touchdowns, no picks, and, like, it's a shootout with Clemson, that's definitely going to help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if you put up a 180 yards pass and one touchdown, two picks, and y'all lose – by 30 points, it's not going to look good. Well, and like you said, y'all, Clemson coming off a dominant win in the ACC championship over Notre Dame. They get a couple key pieces back. Uh, Skalski at the linebacker position. That's where you're the captain of your defense. Nose tackle back for uh, this game and Trevor back. Completely different game. We Final. do have one player, forgive me, I can't remember, but got targeting last game against Notre Dame, so it's going to miss the first half yes uh, i do believe it was a free safety of y'all's um but yeah big player for y'all he's had a lot of tackles well i think he was one of the leading tacklers on the defense this year especially with a uh, skalski out for some of the year um but it's looked good hopefully xavier thomas is back um, for the playoff game as well played without him against notre dame i saw uh, so let's hop over to notre dame controversial got the fourth spot it's cool. Some people wanted A&M, Texas A&M to get the fourth spot in the playoff. But 
they got the short straw and get to play Bama in the playoff. Yes. And I saw this video of this mom, Notre Dame family. This is obviously after the Clemson game. This is on the college football playoff reveal show. It's went viral. Some of y'all may have seen it. But uh, she's sitting there, and they reveal the fourth spot, and it's Notre Dame. And she just puts her head in her hand, and she's like, God, no, no, God, no. <laughs> because the impending doom that is the Crimson Tide. So... I mean, yeah, so number one, Crimson, uh, the Crimson Tide, like we said, they literally went on a tear. That SEC championship game against Florida, 52-46 was the final. Great game. Kyle Trask, man. Kyle Trask, I think, made himself a first-round pick this year. Mm-hmm. He went on a tear, sort of very much a Joe Burrow story where I like Kyle he Trask came out of with, nowhere. Isn't he like sort – of. there's Trevor Lawrence as the number one pick. Justin you Fields can take is your Kyle number two, or Justin Fields at two. So right now you probably are going to take Kyle, uh, or Kyle goes top ten and he's the steal. Well, and don't forget about Zach Wilson, BYU. He's looking like your number three quarterback behind Justin Fields and uh, Trevor Lawrence. But man, I do contend that Kyle Trask probably looks better at this point, just based off play, than Justin Fields overall. Kyle Trask has made many throws. He's leading the lead in the the na- nation in yards and touchdowns. It's what he's done has been insane. Can't believe I'm saying that as a Georgia fan, but uh, you know, what do you know any huge non-quarterback players hitting the draft? Like anyone in the country that jumps out to you? Or um, there's an Oregon. Like who's the best defensive player in the country right now? Is there a standout guy? It was supposed to be Delpit out of LSU, but the LSU defense has looked miserable all year. Bo Pelini actually going to be out at LSU as defense coordinator, so Grant Delpit sort of drops in the in the rankings. Um, I know that uh, for Georgia, we've had a couple people com- go ahead and leave heading to the draft. Monty Rice, who was a Butkus war, uh, Award semifinalist. Um, Skalski's going to be one guy that you watch. because he's not in a Chase Young type fashion. Not in Chase Young, no. There's Is not there a Chase a, Young there's definitely not a chase young-esque player that's like there's not a defensive end that's standing out to you that's leading the nation and uh you know dominating in a way that chase young did it's going to be very often you have a player like chase young like that was a man who every time he was out on the field you assumed he was going to take the ball away from the offense yeah he's the clowny that works hard exactly he was a he was a clowny-esque um so but yeah we'll see what happens Uh, at this point man Offense is dominating. You got Mac Jones. Bama has three potential Heisman finalists between Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, and Najee Harris. Trevor Lawrence is looking like a dominant Heisman candidate. And then you also have uh, – um, Where's he play? Oh, man. Where was it going? Ohio State uh, – not even Ohio State, but – who was it? Kyle Trask. Sorry, from Florida. I'm drawing blank. Now. I was trying to Kyle help you. Trask, <laughs> Kyle Trask has literally put his name as a Heisman potential. Mac Jones Mac numbers Jones, are crazy, I think, too. I think Mac Jones probably is the guy you would give it to in all honesty. Trevor definitely deserves it over I think anybody. they're going to give it to Trevor because Alabama has so many Heismans, first off. Second off, you saw Clemson against Notre Dame without Trevor. You see Clemson versus Notre Dame with Trevor. And then the rest are all with W's. And Trevor, he, he's got like 28 touchdowns, four interceptions. Like 22 touchdowns, four interceptions. He's got some running touchdowns. He's a pretty good player, well, man. He's the best player in college football. 
And I think you're exactly right there. I think they give it to it just because Trevor, the the look that Trevor dominates Notre Dame like he does. But also, Trevor's been doing that with players like he doesn't have Nangata. He doesn't have Justin Ross out there. He's throwing it to Lat- Latson goes down. He's throwing it to Omari Rogers. He, uh, Powell comes along, along in the end of the season. In the ACC championship, a freshman, EJ Williams, dominant, looks like a, the next guy for Clemson a bit. Wow, um, great catch. And then uh, Trevor. There were, I went to the ACC championship, and then there was a few passes. He threw an out route that me and Andy like saw. He threw the ball before the, his man even hit his uh, cut on the out route. It was great. And it was perfect, perfect spot. Me and Andy just looked at each other and just like shook each other's shoulders. We're like, that was an amazing pass. And Ooh. and here's the thing. I like the way Dabo phrased it at the end of the ACC championship. He was like, the Heisman would be doing themselves of this service if they don't associate their name with Trevor Lawrence. Like, I get it. Mac Jones had a good year. Alabama has a good year every single year. Their quarterback and their running back have a good year every single year. And Mark Ingram got it. Derrick Henry got it. Give Clem- give Trevor Lawrence a Heisman. Like, Deshaun got screwed out of one. Like, as a Clemson fan, Trevor being the standalone number one overall pick, call me biased. I want to see Trevor win this Heisman. I want um, it all year. Well, and I think the one of the only – Legit, only one of the legitimate arguments I can feel that you could give Mac Jones is the fact that, like, at the beginning of the year, everybody was talking. Trevor was going to be the number one pick since two years ago. He's been dominant since. Like, we've seen it from Trevor, and people do have a thing with uh, – you do. You got to keep getting better, you know. And if you set a ceiling for yourself at a rookie, at a freshman level, and then you don't have much more to grow as far as like consistency, um, I think you, you sort of set yourself up for everybody thinking, dude, this is what we expect from Trevor. If Trevor doesn't do this, we're going to burn him. If he does, we're just going to be like, well done, Trevor. You know, it's going to be a little more lackadaisical. Where Mac Jones. We talked about Tua being the greatest thing ever. Mac Jones has put up a better season than Tua did in his final season with Bama or the second season with Bama. Like, Mac Jones has impressed me, and so that's my one thing is it's the fact that he has looked better than what you would have ever expected. Just like Kyle Trask has looked better than what you would have ever. Joe Burrow, improvement beyond your wildest dreams as LSU fan from one year to the next. So that's one thing with the Heisman I think they look oh, at. But I do that think, had 22 NFL players. But I do think, like you said, I do think it's going to be a Trevor thing But because I, I think that just uh, redeeming your loss to Notre Dame in such a manner sort of sets it up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think that's all we got as far as football. Uh, we'll see what happens in the playoff. Georgia, guys, playing Cincinnati in the – uh, Peach Bowl, very excited. Maybe look into getting a ticket or two. That'd be cool, I think. But, uh, you know, that'll be a fun game. I'm very intrigued to see what happens. We've had a lot of guys uh, commit to playing in the – just going to the draft, not playing the Sugar Bowl or, or the Peach Bowl, which I don't mind. It is what it is. Do your thing. You don't owe the team anything. And then you got A&M, North Carolina. I think that'll be intriguing. You got Oklahoma, to, uh, Florida. That'll be really good. Kyle Pitts says he is not playing in that game. I'm not surprised. Um, but, yeah, you know, it'll be fun. Good bowl season. South Carolina was somehow going to play UAB as a 2-8 and eight team, Zach. How about that? I told you, though, Guess I told Zach this. 9-2 and two Army, no invite to any bowl game. South two Carolina. 2-8 Carolina. Carolina got a little invite to a bowl game. <laughs> and then they got canceled. It got canceled due to COVID issues. But, you know, it, uh, it is weird it year. Is. It is what it is. Weird year of college football. And we're about to be at the end of it. Zach, start of the NBA season, though, right? Yeah, Hornets lost. 
their opener. So you got to – let me rewind. I had to get the bad news out. I know everybody wanted to hear. <laughs> but uh, you had opening night, LeBron, Clippers. Uh, Clippers win. They won last year, too, opening night. So congratulations, Lakers won the title. And then also – Opening night, you got to see Kevin Durant and Kyrie come out for Brooklyn. They looked amazing. Kevin Durant's looking like he's going to be a very big problem in the East, which the East got a lot better. East got a lot better. There's going to be a fight at the bottom of the playoff seating. There's going to be a race for eighth place, and the Hornets are going to be in it, Dan. Let me tell you. They're going to be in it. They're going to be going against the Wizards for eighth place. They're going to be going against the Magic for eighth place. They're going to be going against – the Hawks? The Hawks for eighth place. Come on, my Hawks. Because, well, maybe. Dude, Probably not the Hawks. But anyways, LaMelo Ball, zero points, four assists. It was a horrible first night for LaMelo. But it's okay because he didn't score any points in his some, uh, preseason debut either. And then he followed it up with getting better, better, and better. He's nervous. Didn't get a lot of minutes. Terry Rozier, 10 three-pointers, 42 points opening night. Not All br- kept us in it. It could have been a blowout because they opened up the second quarter and went on a 20-something run, had 65 points in the first half. This is the uh, – who did we play? Who did we play? This- Can't remember, but doesn't matter. Hornets lost. Looked pretty good, though. I I I was messaging one of my friends. I, so the Hornets are a very close-knit community. There's not a lot of us. There's not a lot of Hornets fans. But uh, my buddy messaged me. He's like, how do you feel about this year? I was like, man – I don't have high hopes. I just I know we have to get good production out of the young guys like Miles Bridges and PJ Washington, and we need a center. We need to trade for a center because last night we had no presence on the boards against Andre Drummond and the Cavaliers. There it is. There it is. There it is. I just had to think about who crapped on us all night, and it was Andre Drummond and Larry Nance Jr. And they're a uh, Okuro. Is that their rookie's name or something? I do like believe. That? Yeah. He had the uh, game winner in the preseason. But anyways, we need to trade for Andre Drummond to the Cavs. Like, LaMelo Ball is too good of a setup passer. Same thing with Terry Rozier. Same thing with Devontae Graham. To the big man, for your big man to miss all the time under the basket. So you need a Capella. You need a big body who can just dunk it every time. And Bismack's good. He tries, but he's just not a seven-footer. He's not big enough. And Cody Zeller is also not that guy. So... Give me that guy. I'm happy with the Hornets the rest of the year. It's opening night. Can't worry about much. Christmas Day, Luca LeBron. How do you feel about that? Who are you going to pick, Dan? Luca LeBron. Uh, so we should just run through all of the five games on the Christmas Day. Luca LeBron, that's going to be your 8 p.m. game. Um, both Mavs and Lakers are 0-1 right now. Dun-dun-dun. No, I'm joking. You know, 162 games. Um, I'm probably... Or sorry, sixty-two, not seventy-two. Seventy-two. Um, I'm probably feeling feeling Luca. In all honesty, I think the Lakers are gonna need a couple more games to get things going. You know, there's a lot of new faces to that team. Where the Mavs is a lot of the similar uh, same faces, not a lot of new guys to get accustomed to everybody. And the Lakers still, you know, like I said, it was only seventy-two, sixty-two days between uh, end of the finals and this uh, the start of the season. So the Lakers are still going to be tired so i'm probably taking the mavs in that zach the nooner tomorrow little pelicans heat anthony edward not sorry uh zion williamson versus uh bam Antetobio, as you don't like I, it's um, not that i don't like <laughs> it's not that i don't like him but i'm just like look at 
Look at what Gordon Hayward gave us in a loss. Gave you 28 points in his Hornets debut. You pay the man $120 million over four years. $30 million a year. And Jonathan Isaac is making $20 million a year for the Magic. Rudy Gobert, who can't score. All he does is rebound and block. $205 million. I mean, People are overpaid. Bam Adebayo, $205 million. I think or, Bam's better than... At least he's an offensive threat somewhat than compared to Rudy. But I'm just uh, saying, Gordon Hayward scrutinized, and we overpay, but Bam Adebayo is not overpay. All these moves that happened the night before the regular season wasn't overpaying. I'm just like, there's poor negatives. The neg- the narratives, everything. I'm not for it. But Bam Adebayo is a fine player. Are but you, he's just a great example of shut up. <laughs> or are you going to take Bam or are you going to take Zion? Zion. This is Zion going Pelicans? Dude, this is Zion's first premier game. Christmas Day, he's not hurt. There's no minutes restriction. You're in your system. You and Brandon Ingram and Lonzo need to go off. Zion needs to go off on Christmas Day. Do a 360. Barrel roll. Dunk. (laughs) I see this being a competitive game, but yeah, I probably feel like I take the Pelicans. Um, The Warriors... Don't really look too competitive for the year. They get blown out by the Nets. They got the Bucks on Christmas Day. Uh, that's two thirty. Zach, what you going there? You feeling feeling the uh, I just have Steph to Curry every game now? Give me Steph Curry on Christmas Day. It's Christmas Day. Yep. Give Steph. me the Warriors. Steph Curry ball out Christmas Day. Giannis blew uh, a game against the Celtics last night. Had a t- chance to tie the game with free throws into the game. Missed them both after Jason Tatum made a three. So well. Uh, I'd probably take the Bucks myself. I don't think the Warriors are exactly. Wiseman looks okay, but like Wiseman's going to be a little outclassed when he meets Zaya, uh, meets Giannis, and uh, you know I think that'll go for the Bucks. Uh, my then you got the Nets, and you got the Celtics. Give me the. Uh, you're going Brooklyn. Brooklyn looks dude. They looked good. They look dominant. I think Brooklyn's going to be uh, quite a force to deal with. The Kyrie KD uh, combo seemed like it was worth the wait. And then Clippers Nuggets. We already talked Lakers Mavs. I'm gonna give me the Nuggets, man. I just I'm Clippers hater. I like Kawhi, you're, but I'm Clippers hater. See, I'm a I'm taking the Nuggets, but it's not because I hate the Clippers, Zach. I'm taking the Nuggets because I love the Joker. I think him and Jamal Murray are one of the best combos in the league right now. Like, as far as just a tandem that she's going to be able to get you points consistently, Jamal Murray showed you in the bubble that, like, he he is going to be a threat, even if it's not exactly as consistent with the three-pointers and shots because it's going to be a different situation than in the bubble. The shooting depth of it's going to be different and everything. The, The shooters talked about the bubble being easier without the deep, deep stands behind them and everything makes it a little easier so but at the same time i think jamal murray's going to be dominant all year i think the joker is probably going to be a premier all-star and easily i think this is a team that can stun you one year make the finals make the western conference finals and make the western you know make the finals in general i think this will be a team that could win a trophy at some point so got to make it through lebron and the lakers though Wait your time. LeBron will be gone eventually. No, he won't. <laughs> He's never retired. He's going to play for 25 seasons. 65-year-old LeBron out there, he plays five minutes, and that's it. All assist. All assist. <laughs> he just stands on top of the key. He doesn't Bounce play passes. defense. Or he just stands down there. He's like, hey, 
Give me the ball. I, I've said for years, after LeBron like actually starts getting old and can't be explosive, give me a little belly pack on. Give me the Zach Randolph version of LeBron that's just a big bully down on the block. <laughs> give me that. Power forward LeBron. Don't make that man run at all. I like it. He just um, jogs and then he posts you up. So, Zach, you know, we were talking Christmas pot. It was going to be quick, easy. We were feeling a little tired, you know, but... uh. Drank a cup of coffee mid-show, and we're good. It's only pumped out 30 minutes randomly, so that is what it is. But, guys, y'all have a Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Uh, You know, stay safe. Let's get out of 2020 alive. Make it one more week. Get through 2020. 2021 still going to be a little weird, guys. Don't think it's all going to be easy going day one. But you know, weird. We're going to get through all of this, guys. Yes. Just stick. Follow Daniel. Stick with me. Thank you for listening. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to a Very Moody Sports Show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Stay tuned next week for more hot takes and good predictions. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow on Apple iTunes and Spotify, a Very Moody Sports Show. And also on social media, Moody Sports Page. That's M-O-O-D-Y Sports Page, all one word, on social media. And check out our website, MoodySportsPage.com. See you next week, guys.